Welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano from Feliciano Financial Group. In this podcast, brothers and certified financial planner professionals, Jose and Jeff, explain that money is just a tool to achieve the things you want in life, a tool to make the decision to live life on purpose. They draw from years of experience to demonstrate that when your money aligns with your goals, you can live a purposeful life. Because when your vision is clear, your decision is easy. Hello and welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Today is something a little different. Uh, we had such a great time talking on the last podcast. We actually spoke for over an hour, Jose. I, I think that was just incredible information. So we were splitting that recording into two parts. Can you just kind of give us a review of what we're talking about? i tell you what, this is just common questions that the clients should ask advisors uh, when you're interviewing advisors. And we believe that, you know, everybody should interview two or three. And that way you can, you know, kind of uh, go with your gut, your sixth sense. It'll tell you well, which way to go. Sorry, we had so much fun that I just, time just ran out this last time. So uh, anyway, it's just pretty amazing how fast time flies. That's for sure. Yeah, seriously. It was, we had a great time. Um, so we're going to, we're going to catch ourselves right in the middle of the podcast that we recorded. So this starts with question number six. Yeah. Let me, let me add real quick though. I mean, even if, even if you're working with someone, I think these questions still apply. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause sometimes we're all creature habit and we get comfortable and we don't think about change and we don't think about other things or back to that saying, uh, you know, we don't know what we don't know. Uh, so I think these questions apply whether we're looking for an advisor or like most people we're working with someone. Uh, but just to ask to do our own due diligence and make sure that we're covering and addressing the needs that, that we should be addressing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, audience, you're in for a treat. Here's question six. No, well, number six, you know, tell me a little bit about the certificates and license that you possess. So, you know, what training and experience and as as we evolved into uh, offering different services in 1993, when I became a certified financial planner, you know, I had realized that in the industry itself, in the investment world, the insurance world, retirement uh, estate planning, people were normally reactive instead of being proactive. And as we found that uh, that there was a huge need of not only having professionals communicate with each other, but um, uh, understanding all the different facets so you can actually be the kind of like the general contractor for a house. Uh, you know, I look at the whole industry as like your painters, plumbers, roofers, electricians, but you got to get them all communicating and working together for the benefit of the client. So we saw an opportunity in 1993 to really start adding value to be more holistic. Uh, that way uh, we can uh, solve all the issues of because what we found is that is that uh, most consumers have a hodgepodge full of stuff that they've accumulated over the years and they end up with a mind-blowing number of relationships advising them. And the problem is those professionals don't all talk to each other. And so when people get confused, they take no action, which is action. And so you end up procrastinating, but it, and it really harms the consumer. So uh, we really put together a, a firm that with expertise, uh, the, and it's just our philosophy and our approach to it, and uh, just making sure we provide those services and get people to get what needs to get done done. And, and I, let me let me let me add to that because I think um, there's a little bit more as well about what certificates or licenses or certifications that someone in our industry has. Uh, let me give you an example. Um, I can have a license, which is a group one, which allows me to sell insurance products only. Mm -hmm. So maybe all the advice I'm given is around what I can do. Uh, 
Mm. Um, I may have a, just a Series 6 license, which allows me to use mutual funds and be able to use variable annuities, and that's it because that's all my license allows me to sell and solicit. Uh, Series 7 allows you to do stocks and bonds and CDs, and 63 allows you to do more fee-based advisory accounts. It encompasses all of those. So that is a very important question to ask, because if their license limits them to only certain products that they can offer or sell, they could be a great person and really like them, but you're not getting the, the breadth of advice uh, and recommendations that you can get because they're limited in their scope of what they can and can't do, uh, which is very, very important. Uh, also, on the other side, which is just the, they call them uh, designations, chartered life underwriter, chartered financial consultant, certified estate planner, certified financial planner. But those are important, too, because that gives you some insight on other capabilities that they have in regards to making smart choices with money, not just in investment products, but taxes and estate planning and business planning and insurance and, you know, all of those things that really play a part in us achieving the things that are important to us. And the more designation someone has, the more experience uh, that they're able to see things that maybe others cannot see. So uh, don't take that question lightly because it's really a it's on both sides. It's mm-hmm. it's a product offering as well as an expertise in creating a plan um, and and as well as how advisors can or can't get paid. Jeff, that's great information. Uh, and I will tell you, listening to the different licenses, listening to the different designations, a lot of listeners could be feeling like they're drinking from a fire hose right at that moment. But here's the thing. The beautiful thing is. Ask those questions. Take your notes. Again, you're interviewing somebody that you will potentially work with. And there is a website called Investopedia. Uh, and they have a dictionary. I'll, I'm using air quotes on a podcast. But they have a dictionary and a glossary of terms. It's free. Just go to Investopedia and type those different things in there. If they tell you what their designation is, write it down. Go to Investopedia at your own leisure when you're back home and start to research what they told you. You'll know what the licenses mean. You'll know what the designations mean. It's very in-depth, and it's, it's a great resource for learning about this industry if you don't want to take the time to, to have the advisor explain every nuance of that designation. So please use that as a, as a good resource. Oh, I think that's great. That's a great point. And also there's another one, cfp.net. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, right. that's a great resource. Uh, it's a certified financial planner. And, um, you know, they tend to take just more of a holistic approach because the resources and expertise and, and uh, uh, background just covers a lot more in-depth uh, of other areas of financial matters to really just tie in what's the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important as well. Yeah. All right, so what's the next question that you, they should be asking? Well, with I would say number seven would be, if, if I were to choose to work with you, would I work with you personally or have a team? And that's such an important question because mm-hmm. with, with investments changing, you got tax laws that are changing constantly, uh, rapidly evolving, I'm going to say insurance products, volatile economic cycles, you know, more and more people are looking for clear direction in their financial lives. And um, I just think that, you know, having a team, there's no way I could stay on top of each and every issue when it's, when it's in regard to investment planning, insurance planning, investment uh, retirement planning, estate planning, all those facets. 
And I think a team of teams is, is the future and people working collaboratively together uh, for the benefit of, and I think that is the future. And I think that's one of the, it's a very important question. Well, you, you've been very humble about this in, in the past, Jose, where you've, you've already said this, you know, I can't do it all. <laughs> you know, there's so much involved. There's so much information. That's why you built what you built. You have an entire team around you uh, and people specialize in different things. So I, I think that any advisor that tells you, yes, I do it all. Again, there's that queasy feeling in the stomach, right? You, you may want to just kind of thank you for the interview and, and, and take a look at somebody else who has a more realistic approach that they know they can't know everything, all the ins and outs of everything that they need to help you plan for, for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, it's, it's too important, uh, not to, I mean, it's a jack of all trades, master of none, Exactly. you know, but it, I think it's important. I mean, every aspect is, it's not just investments and picking mm -hmm. the right mutual funds, but how do taxes impact me? How does a state, my state planning? And when I eventually want to pass it to the kids and grandkids, how does that impact uh, what are the legal ramifications? What type of structure should I create? Uh, am I protected? And, and of all the insurance components, that it's impossible for somebody to know to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. And mm -hmm. if it's just me in my office with, a, with an assistant, uh, there's no way to know all those things. Because the reality is what? We all get comfortable with what we know and what mm -hmm. we do. You know, so having a team to bounce ideas off of to say, hey, what if or hey, what if we did this or what if you thought of this? And, you know, there's 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 very few places you can go anywhere to get your taxes done. Mm -hmm. You can go anywhere to get investment advice. Uh, you can go anywhere to get your wills and trusts done. But there's very few places in the country where you can go to one spot, knock on the CPA's door and say, hey, can you come in here real quick to make sure you know, we got a couple of questions or knock on the attorney's door yeah. or knock on the insurance agent's door to have everybody sit at the table for the for the benefit and on behalf of the client to make sure that we've got good communication and everybody is working together on behalf of the things that are important. And without that feedback, without people mm -hmm. seeing and playing devil's advocate, um, it just becomes way too important not to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that really brings us to our last question. The last question you guys said that we should be asking a financial advisor. What is that? Well, I mean, it's, I think it's important to ask, uh, how many clients do you have and do you serve? Mm. Um, you know, obviously, the more clients, uh, the less attention or you, you're looking for capacity issues. If somebody's got a thousand clients and you're just one of the thousand, mm. then yeah. it makes you wonder, wait a minute, how many, how much assets and under management do this person have? And how can they provide all the advice and all the service and, 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 and be available if I'm one of a thousand people? Yeah. Uh, you could only imagine. So I think, uh, you know, understanding uh, you're one of how many. Mm -hmm. I think it's also important that maybe you ask, uh, well, assets under management, uh, how much assets are you responsible for? Is the person you're working with, are they, uh, do they manage, help manage three or four or five million dollars? Or is it 50 million dollars? Or are they overseeing a hundred million dollars? But you have to kind of see where you stand. I mean, if you have a, a three million dollar account, and the advisor only manages 15 million, then how many similar clients with similar challenges oh, yeah, and, and uh, experiences and, and planning needs uh, that which falls back into education and experience? Mm -hmm. uh, so those are just very important questions to ask. Not that you're being nosy, but, you know, if you're going to trust someone with your livelihood and your yeah. family's financial security, well, I would want to know, all right, I'm one of how many people – 
And am I one of the small guys or am I one of the big guys or where do I stack just to make sure that my expectations of advice and level of service is, is met uh, with what I feel like I need for myself and my family. Yeah, well, that actually kind of sparks a question in my mind, too, because any good advisor, and you guys have spoken about this on previous podcasts, is going to help you plan for your legacy. Uh, and when we say legacy, that's a nice way of saying that you're going to be passing on you know, money, hopefully, and, and, and wealth, knowledge to the next generation. But it also, you know, bottom line, it means you're passing on. So if an advisor is going to help me do that, I would hope that they'd have a plan, too. So is it okay to ask, you know, what happens if you get hit by a bus. I mean, it's kind of a brutal question, but you know, is that there, good to ask? There's no doubt, and I would, I would just want to add the one word that Jeff just used, which is very important: is being available. Mm-hmm. And if you're not available, I think you know, at, at at times when 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 consumers need you, I think that the availability is probably the most uh, biggest value. I I think legacy is very important to me. Both my mm-hmm. parents are deaf mutes. And uh, but the thing that really bothered me more than anything else is people saying they're deaf and dumb. Mm. And so, uh, you know, having Feliciano as the name of the financial firm, it's important to me to go to two, three, four generations in my own family. So setting up a legacy plan within our organization is is so important. And, and sharing that with our clients, I think, gives peace of mind that, you know, our kids and, and uh, brothers and sisters are – and, and family here can take care of their family Absolutely. in the event when they're not here. So, you know, so it's not just, you know, helping families uh, create a legacy for them, but it's also a legacy for us to really help in every way possible to, uh, you know, have peace of mind to know that they can uh, enjoy the life that, that's important to them and they're okay. I mean, it, you know, I think it's hard to travel unless you know you're okay. I think it's mm-hmm. hard to, you know, leave things open that, that hold you back. And I think that's uh, legacy is very important. So I'm, a, I'm often asked, you know, what, what happens to me if something happens to you? And I relate the game plan and Jeff is a CFP and my brother's here. My uh, Adam Todd is here, Stacy, but we have, uh, you know, 30, 35 employees and, and they're all working as a team for the benefit of, so it, it lives on. And uh, that's very important to us is, is to have that type of relationship. So yeah, we do so a lot of, one last thing, uh, we do a lot of events around the community where we have families get together on July 4th because we want to get to know the kids and grandkids because it, it is a family issue. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Jeff. No, no, no. I was just going to add to it uh, the fact that I think it's a good question to ask. If I'm working with you and it's just you, um, if something happens to you, what happens to my money? Mm-hmm. Uh, does the investment company assign me a person out of Dallas or Houston or some other New York yeah, who do I call? Uh, does uh, who takes care of the day-to-day stuff? Uh, do they align with the same investment philosophy that I'm comfortable with? Uh, are they going to come in and try to change everything? I think that you know that's a great question to ask. Uh, contingency plans, not just like Jose said, for me and my own family, but also if if something were to happen to the advisor that I work with, then what happens to the money? Who becomes the person? What is their philosophy? What is their background? Um, who do I call? Who takes care of my stuff? Um, it's a it's a sense of security that's important because there's a lot of times you'll see, you know, uh, families work with, uh, uh, you know, someone that's in their 60s, 70s that are looking to retire in the next two, three, four, five years. Um, so getting ahead of that and just thinking that through becomes very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I, you know, Jose, while you were speaking and, and Jeff, you just piggybacked on it as you were speaking, it reminded me uh, about one of the pas- uh, passages in your book, passion for possibilities. Um, you, you speak about the two hour house, right? And I, I love that, that, that part of the book. Uh, and, and, you know, here's the thing is Feliciano financial is the house that Jose built, right? And that's kind of how I picture it. But you have all these people that you've surrounded yourself with, many of them family members, uh, that have built this with you. It's not something that you swung the hammer and did it all yourself. You you all built it together. And that's a legacy in and of itself. And I know that you have plans in case, you know, you know, heaven forbid, Jose, you get hit by a bus. You have an entire team that's going to support each other and you can support your clients. So I think that's a beautiful thing, and I and I love the fact that it's reflected in your book. You know, you're, you're talking about building houses; each house is different, but really, uh, you have the same thing. That same singular focus is that house is meant to last, and so I, I love that. And I think this was a great podcast. Any closing thoughts for today? Yeah, let me add uh, just one last good question to ask: Is uh, how do we communicate? Oh yeah. Uh, do yeah. Do I have to communicate through your secretary, or just just email? Uh, you know, how often do we get together? What does that look like? How often do we review portfolios? Uh, what else, what other topics do we get into and cover? But I think that communication piece is, is, uh, is, is kind of the piece that makes it all work. Uh, in order to have a good, lasting, long-term relationship, uh, you have to open the doors and have good, regular communication and, and periodic reviews and make sure that you're as proactive as you possibly can. Uh, with life, because one thing that's definitely true is life changes. Uh, mm-hmm. Things always change. Markets, taxes, employment status. Um, so we have to make sure that, you know, you've got a good review process and you know how that works. Um, and anytime you can set the right expectations up front, the better the experience and the better that relationship is over time. I couldn't say it any better than that. So, uh... yeah, that was absolutely uh, beautifully said. Jeff, and I, the, the key word there in the last part that you just spoke about is relationship. And I think that that's what really this, this, these two podcasts are, are really pointing to is you need to be asking these questions because you are beginning a relationship with this advisor. Uh, and if you don't feel that that relationship is going well right off the bat when you're trying to ask them questions or if they're kind of condescending or they're just you know not as willing to answer the questions that you have, um, that's not a sign of a good relationship. So move on and, and find somebody that you can have that good, strong relationship with. Um, and, and Jeff and Jose, I'm, I'm, I'm shamelessly going to ask you for contact information uh, and also where they can find the resource we spoke about in the first podcast, just as a reminder. Well, they can go to FelicianoFinancial.com. And of course, they can email Jose or Jeff if they want to request the specific item that they want. Uh, it's our telephone number is 903-533-8585. And of course, if you're outside of Texas, it's 1-800-436-1213. They can find the resource on FelicianoFinancial.com and just request it there. Guys, this was a fantastic podcast. This two-parter was so important. And I, and I hope that the, the audience is getting a tremendous value out of this. I, I know they are. And I hope that they go to the website to get the resource for sure. Uh, so, Jeff and Jose, thank you so much for your time. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Live Life on Purpose podcast with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This also makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. 
Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Feliciano Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live life on purpose. Thank you for listening to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Feliciano Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.